Okay, so we'd like to welcome you to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study. For 3.16.08, we're going to pick up where we left off regarding this Red Moon Rising article on the Antichrist. I'm just, this is a good little article. It kind of ties everything together. Now, one major aspect of Benjamin Cream's mission was the formulation of Share International Foundation. Now, this is Devil Betraya's website that I read off earlier. Benjamin Cream, who is, di- who is a disciple of Blavatsky and H.P. Bailey, who um, receives constant telepathic communication with Devil Betraya, started Share International. Okay? Uh, Share International and the publication of its monthly self-titled magazine. Each issue contains a brief synopsis of the emergence of Maitreya on the first two pages, and then a brief message that has been trans-channeled through Benjamin Cream from an ascended master simply known as the Master. On page three, the spiritual thrust of Share International is clearly obvious in each issue that is published. Despite this fact, or perhaps because of it, Share International has a long list of prominent, well-respected international diplomats, religious leaders, and political figures who have had articles published in this magazine. This isn't some fringe New Age thing. This has a lot of high-level people in global government, in global political, global religious systems, and Tons and tons and tons and tons of money. It has the United Nations backing. In fact, the United Nations basically had originally put the website up. When the website first came out, and I got a, uh, a cutaway of this that, that I believe I had in my uh, the teaching I did on Maitreya, you can actually see where the original issues, it said that Share International is a United Nations sponsored website. Okay, They don't have that up there right now. But again, all these United Nations things that I'm quoting from today are saying the same thing, the Share International's website. That they're all waiting for the fifth Buddha, Lord Maitreya, the Krishna, whatever. They're all saying the same things. They, uh, these, some of these prominent leaders include former UN leader, Boutros Boutros Ghali, one of my favorite names of all times, Boutros Boutros. Anyway, Boutros Boutros Ghali, present leader, Kofi Annan, this was written a little ago, Kofi's not president anymore. Former president of Ireland, Mary Robinson, Gro Harlem, Brundtland, another cool name, who is director general of the World Health Organization, and former prime minister of Norway, and the Dalai Lama, oh golly. So, and recently, even Britain's crown prince, Charles. The Dalai's having a lot of trouble right now. In Tibet, they're having massive riots and stuff, and he's got his hands full. But even Prince Charles wrote for Share International. Okay, even though the average man on the street would likely dissolve into hysterical laughter upon being presented with the belief of Cream and Share International, it is easily shown that this magazine is well respected and taken very seriously by many influential members of the global elite. See. The global elite and the are insiders, and they are in the know. And when Maitreya's appearance happens, no one's going to be laughing anymore. See, this stuff that I that I say today, the average Christian would just laugh at and say, I'm some conspiracy freak, fringe... No-. You know what? This stuff, I'm not making this stuff up. This is what the globalist elite are saying. This is what the people that have the billions and billions upon billions of dollars are saying. This is the ones that Satan has let rule this world. Okay? 
this present day world. Now I understand, the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne. But Satan has delegated this authority to those particular families who, who have basically sold out to him. So this is no laughing matter in regard to this. And they're not going to be laughing when this stuff goes down. They're going to get real serious real quick. They're going to sober up real quick. Of course, no, most of them don't even know about this. In fact, Share International Foundation is accredited as an official non-governmental organization, NGO, did you know Share International was that? By the United Nations, in a magazine, as previously stated on the inside cover of each issue, is published um, in association with the Department of Public Information at the United Nations. Now again, they don't have that anymore on there. But the, but the original issues were have that. That Share International was published in association with the Department of Public Information at the United Nations. Lord Maitreya's sounding piece. Cream and Share International are both intimately connected with a number of New Age groups, including the Freemasons. Benjamin Cream often lectures at Freemasonic Halls. Probably likes the vibe. The Terra Center of Hollywood, California. The Theosophical Society. And Lucius Trust, which maintains the official UN Meditation Room and World Goodwill. Now, isn't that what we just, just got done talking about, all those organizations? Well, that's what Share International is yoked up with. Now, I... I said a lot of what I just said to say that, so you could see the interconnectedness. This is just one organism. They're just different tentacles. So there, so all of this, and uh, is also Share International is also recognized by the United Nations. World, world, world Goodwill also actively promotes the appearance of Maitreya, the world teacher. Well, we just proved that and all their literature in their websites. Maitreya claims to be the Christ's return. Yet there are many aspects of his character and many of his predictions as given by Cream which fall in line with the Bible's predictions of the coming Antichrist and the events that will surround the end of the age. See, I don't mind if occult sources that I'm reading from confirm the Bible. you got to be careful what you get out of the occult. Because if it doesn't confirm the Bible, then it's just some big lie. Like the UN saying they're, they're, they're on a mission of peace when that's the exact opposite of what they're after. Okay, that's a lie. But there's some of the things out of there, like they're talking about this Maitreya and all this other stuff, that totally confirms the Bible. For instance, Maitreya predicts many national disasters and a period of violence and destruction prior to the Earth's entry into the New Age. So, what should that tell us? That is how the Antichrist is going to come to power. And I've said this before, out of the ashes of World War III. But most likely, it's just not going to be World War III. It's probably going to be um, many natural disasters, period of violence, possibly terrorist attacks, things like this, avion flu outbreak, men's, failing, men's hearts failing them for fear of what's coming upon them, basically. And they're going to be ripe to accept any ruler that can just make it all go away. Maitreya warns that the worldwide capitalist financial system will be overturned. Isn't that what's just happening right now as I speak? As the dollars devalued, the mighty, mighty dollar for all these years? It's being devalued more by the day. They're doing everything in our government right now to try to prop that thing up. And it's still not working. Yeah, they're getting temporary surges, this and that. But I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time on that dollar. 
So he warns that not only will, will there be violence and destruction prior to Earth's entry into the New Age, or in this case the Tribulation period, he warns while worldwide capitalist financial system will also be overturned. He predicts that a new world religion will be established under his guidance and that he will be aided by a future leader of the Roman Catholic Church. That's what he does say. And I proved it on my teaching. Out of his own corrupt words, the Roman Catholic Church, why would, why would devil betray it when it yoke up with the Roman Catholic Church? Because they believe that the ascended master, Sananda Emmanuel, who coincidentally says he's Jesus Christ, come back, the Ascended Master Jesus Christ come back, that's what he says he is, he's going to be the head of the Roman Catholic Church. Most likely the candidate for the false prophet. So you've got this guy that looks exactly like all the long-haired Jesus pictures that we see. Where did we get all those long-haired Jesus pictures from? Well, from the Catholic Church, hundreds of years ago. That's not what Jesus looks like. We don't know what Jesus looks like. But that's what the, the Roman Catholics have taught us. He's this long-haired Jesus. Well, the Bible says, but doesn't nature therefore itself teaches us that, it's, that it is a shame for a man to have long hair? Why would Jesus Christ contradict his word and show up with long hair? Number one. Why would we, number two, trust what the Catholic Church has fed us in regard to what Jesus Christ is supposed to look like? So, if you got this guy that says, I'm Jesus Christ, comes back looking like him, saying, hey, this, this Maitreya character, he's... He's the one you want to follow. Mr. Christian, or whatever. And Maitreya is going to you know, be going along with this whole thing. That's what they're saying. Not what I'm saying. I can't be dogmatic. But I'm telling you, in previous teachings, I believe we've proved this thoroughly. Or at least it being the most likely scenario. <clears throat> Regarding the current problems between Israel and Palestinians... Benjamin Kremer stated that when Maitreya appears, he will solve them. Israel and the Palestinians? That sounds like World War III. When he appears, remember, out of the midst of wars and famines, that's right on his homepage. Krem says, I believe Maitreya alone has the spiritual authority to point to the solution and to achieve its implementation regarding the Israeli-Palestinian problem. There we go! How much more confirmation... To what, I mean, I'm sorry, but it is to what I've been saying. Most Christians understand that the final seven year period of Earth's rebellious history begins with a covenant that will involve the Antichrist and the nation of Israel. In addition to these facts, Cream says that Maitreya may be rejected by intolerant fundamentalists of the Christian and Jewish camp. And the master an unnamed being who speaks through cream warns of people who reject Maitreya based on scriptural warnings which they are all ready which they are all too ready to misinterpret. Oh, hey, hey, Mr. Master, I ain't misinterpreting nothing. Excuse my French. All too ready to misinterpret. You understand why now we have all the Bible versions? Because if you don't have the King James Bible, which is the Word of God, then you've got a perversion. It's either the Word of God or it's not. God is not the author of confusions. He didn't create 200 versions. There's two streams of Bibles. One that came through Antioch, through the Byzantine text, through the, through the Textus Receptus, and then you have the other line, which came from Alexandria, Egypt. Nothing ever has as good as come out of Egypt in the Scriptures. 
Okay? God always warns about Egypt. And that Egyptian line was, perver- was preserved through the Catholic Church, through the Vaticanus and the Sinaiticanus texts, and translated by two high-level occultists named Westcott and Hort, who had their revised version of 1980, or 1881, the revised version, which spawned all the modern-day translations we have. So you got two choices. You've got King James and all the other versions. God's not the author of confusion. That's why the devil did it. Because he's trying to leaven the word of God. And a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. So, if we go further... <clears throat> this is entitled... Now this was on May 31st, 2007. Last year, May 31st, this was in the Dag Hammarskjöld room, the UN meditation room that we've been talking about, the Millennium UN Plaza Hotel. This was on May 31st, 2007 from 3 to 6 p.m. It is is a thing entitled, How Can Global Consciousness Respond to the Cry of the Least Developed Countries? In observance of the World Invocation Day, The Festival of Humanity and the Festival of Goodwill. Now this is... uh, They're talking here. It says, regarding the World Invocation Day. Evidently, this was that day. May 31st, 2007. Today is a special day. Astrologically and spiritually. This is what these UN occultists are saying. It is a reason why we choose this date for this particular seminar. Yes, because they do everything by dates and times. Because that's what you have to do if you're in the occult. On this day, the great Gemini Solar Festival, many around the world will observe World Invocation Day. Now remember, this is basically the UN saying this. Also known as the Festival of Goodwill and the Festival of Humanities. Observed since 1952, it is a powerful and culminating festival when men and women of every spiritual path join a universal appeal to those, quote, great beings, capital G, capital B, great beings who watch over and guide humanity's evolution. The great beings, the ascended masters, our original creators, we're soon to find out they're going to show up and say, hey, where's your God? If, if, if your God's so powerful, if Jesus... Hey, you know what? Here's Jesus Christ right here. He's with us. You've just misinterpreted Scripture. You know how many people are going to fall for that? They're going to say, hey, where, where's, this big, where's this big God in the sky, this all-powerful God? If, if we're, we're here, we're real, we're in front of you, we can solve all the world problems. And here's Jesus Christ right here. Lord Matre is going to point to him. And he serves me. Now you know where the real power is, don't you, little guy? And I got all the answers to all your problems. And I got lying signs and wonders galore. And I'm going to deceive humanity because God's letting me deceive humanity. The real God is going to let him deceive humanity. God's going to send the strong delusion that they will believe a lie. He said it. He's letting us have it our way for a while. The world's begging for this. They are. They're begging for a seven-year tribulation under Antichrist. They're begging for the mark of the beast. I was in a bank the other day, and the lady was talking about um, passport, because my passport's getting ready to run out, and uh, she asked me of like what was the cost or whatever on the new ones. I said, I really haven't checked into it. I said, I know that they've got this RFID chip. And she's like, oh, 
and I, I said, I, I said, I imagine it's probably more expensive because of the RFID chip, and, and I said, but I know there's a lot of people that don't want that. And she says, like, oh, no. She says, I want the chip. She says, I want the chip. She says, that way you can't get it lost. Now, I really believe what she was telling me is she wants to be chip because if you have a passport with an RFID chip, you can still lose it. But if you have a chip in your right hand or your forehead, you can't lose it. Now, if I'm misinterpreting her, God forgive me, but it's what it sounded like. I really didn't want to elaborate any further than that, you know. It's just like I was kind of blown away by the whole thing. But people are going to want this. They're going to beg for it. Now, getting back to this thing that happened on May 31st of last year, 2007, they say, this is the great invocation. And they go on to say, I would like to say a few words about the great invocation that you will have the opportunity to sound at the end of this meditation. Your packets have included some information about this invocation, which was given to humanity in 1945, and which has been translated into over 70 languages. As it is, as is, it, it is explained in this booklet, the mantric power of words and phrases, like a mantra, the mantric power of words and phrases used in this great invocation create a rhythmic vibration invoking spiritual entities that can strengthen the work at the United Nations as it strives to uplift the quality of life on our planet. See, to them, this is a very serious subject. You know why? Because witchcraft, to them, gets results. And the more of humanity they can have praying this invocation for Lord Maitreya to come, and come quickly, the quicker it's going to probably happen. Because God's going to eventually let it happen. It's, what is this mass It's mass witchcraft. Now, let's go back to this. It says, many religions believe in a world teacher. Now, this is from the United Nations, the dag hammer shoulder room at the UN Meditation Room, on the World Day of Invocation. This is last year they were saying this. Many religions believe in a world teacher, a coming one who is to reappear. As has been the case throughout the history of humanity, the coming one is also known by names as the Lord Maitreya, that's the first name they always give. The Imam Mahdi, which would be the, the Islamic Savior. The Bad Shiva, the Messiah. The Kalki Avatar, I haven't heard of that one. And then the Fifth Buddha. Just to acknowledge a few of the names by which this spiritual teacher is known. See, Devil Betrayed is going to come and he's going to say, I'm all that, wrapped up in a one big whatever. I'm all that. I'm all those things embodied in one man. Come and bow down and worship me. In the English version of the Great Invocation, which is the original language in which this invocation was given to humanity, the term Christ is used for the coming one. And it, is, it may be of interest to note that in ancient archives, before Christianity came to be, this is from the United Nations, they're saying this, Notice they say before Christianity came to be in the ancient archives. This term was a title, the Christ, and attributed to, quote, the one. Who at any given time in history of humanity holds the title of world spiritual teacher, the purified or initiated one. This title and word has great esoteric significance. That's all I'm going to read from that. It was, it was a very long article, and it, most of it was pure New Age drivel, but that was where the rubber met the road. 
So here you have a UN-sponsored World Day of Invocation, and who is the main entity that the UN is trying to invite through the portal, through this World Invocation? None other than Devil Betraya. Let's go further. Here's a direct teaching from Devil Betraya. This is from 1999. He was, listen to this. The United Nations, it's called the SEAT speech. SEAT stands for Society for Enlightenment and Transformation. It is a group within the United Nations that comes under the United Nations staff, Recreational Council. SEAT is involved in prayer groups and other activities. Another organization involved in prayer with the United Nations. That's how, that's how serious they're taking prayer. <clears throat> it's involved with prayer groups and other activities that help a positive outcome in the work of the UN and around the world. The master, this is, this is Lord Devil Betraya, Betraya, they refer to him as the master. The master was invited by the president of SEAT, Jennifer Brokers, to speak to their group at the United Nations on June 8, 1999. The talk began at 1.15 and lasted for 40 minutes. Around 40 people were present. This is a transcript from Devil Betraya showing up there and talking. He spoke at the United Nations. This Lord Betraya character in 1999. And this is just one of the instances I know about. I know he's done it more than this. Devil Betraya starts out by saying, Good day to you. I want, What a joy to be here in his energy in this energy that you have so graciously provided today. Now this is, this is Maitreya talking. The spirit work is one that is not easy to do. For there is so much darkness in the world today. Yes, darkness that you so amply helped to create. There, devil. You can say to yourselves, but what can I do? I am so little a person. I am nobody. Yeah, he wants to get us on our proper level. What can my influence do to change humanity to a more enlightened being? And will I say to you where you are gathered, either one or more, and you have the name of your God and your spirit? You are one with creation. You are one with love. You are one with the divine. You are one with the universal brotherhood. He should have said the great white brotherhood of Lucifer. And then he goes on to say, and this is all I'm going to read, because this is pure New Age drivel. Okay? But he says, think back 50 years ago. He makes a good point here, I will say that. To how the spirit was represented then. That has a capital spirit. And think of now. All of the New Age, as you call it, in bookshops, television, programs, uh, personalities teaching on spiritual, spiritual things, videos, cassettes, people will offer their services to channel, to channel entities. See, think it now. See, he's looking at it like, yeah, remember 50 years ago when we didn't have any of these New Age bookstores and it wasn't on TV and all these other things? And you didn't have trans channelers everywhere and psychics and mediums and Harry Potter and all this other stuff? Think back to then, the bad old days. But think now, the good old days. It's now. Because now you have all these things. And it has changed, back to what he's saying, it has changed in 50 years so much, it has changed and will continue to change, for humanity is finally raising the vibrations of the earth plane. I believe Satan knows that there has to be a certain number of people committed to the Antichrist before God will finally say, okay, have it your way. 
have it your way. They're invoking Maitreya through the door. They're invoking him to come and rule over us. And I believe Satan knows he's got to have a certain number of human beings doing this in order for it to happen. If, if, he, if, if I'm wrong about what I just said, why would they be going through all this? Why? It doesn't make any sense. People involved in the occult don't want to waste their time. I'm going to end it with this. This is entitled The Earth Charter and the Ark of the Gaia Covenant. You're going to love this one, Doug. You too, Lisa. You three, no, no, no. Anyway, um, for those who may have dismissed the notion of the UN agency for a new world religion used to usher in sweeping anti-constitutional uh, constitutional environmental agreements, I offer the following quotes. This is from Maurice Strong, one of the most evil men on the planet. He says, The real goal of the Earth Charter, which is this thing proposed by the United Nations, the Earth Charter, is that it will become, in fact, like the Ten Commandments. End of quote. Well, it's just basically like what the Georgia Guidestone says. The Ten Commandments, the first one is to depopulate the world to 500 million, which is over a 90% reduction at this point. So the first commandment of theirs is pure death. Hey, I mean, only a nine-tenths reduction? Where do I sign up? And then here's another quote from Mikhail Gorbachev, who we gave an office to in the Presidio on our soil. Okay? This is from the Los Angeles Times, May 8, 1997. He says, Do not do under the environment of others what you would not done under your own environment. Oh, is, is he trying to like get that from the Bible or something? Kind of twisting words? You know, the do under yourself as you'd have it done under yourself. No, he's saying, do, un, do not do under the environment of others what you would not done under your own environment. He says, my hope is that this charter, this earth charter, will be a kind of ten commandments. He says it again. It's a different guy. A sermon on the mount that provides a guide for human behavior toward the environment in the next century. See, it's all going to be about toward the environment, about preserving Mother Gaia. That's going to take preeminence over mankind. Instead of where God said you know, subdue and these types of things. Subdue the land, subdue the creatures, these types. No, no, no. Now it's going to be the creatures need to subdue us. The land needs to subdue us. We need to be in subservience to Mother Gaia. Because if not, we may anger her. And if we anger her, her wrath would be upon us and she could destroy us all. Mother Gaia. That's what they believe. On September 9, 2001, a celebration of the Earth Charter was held at Shelbourne Farms, Vermont, for the unveiling of the Earth Charter's final resting place, the, quote, Ark of Hope. And it will be presented to the United Nations, along with its contents, on June of 2002. It is hoped that the United Nations will endorse the Earth Charter documents on this occasion, which is the 10th anniversary of the UNSED Earth Summit in Rio. Placed within the Ark... Along with the Earth Charter, which are like, remember, the Ten Commandments. What was in the Ark of the Covenant? Oh, the Ten Commandments. Yeah, among other things. Aaron's rod, the pot of manna. Hmm. Okay. This is a mocking of the Ark of the Covenant, in case you haven't picked up on that yet. Placed within the Ark, this Ark of Hope, the United Nations, because they've got to mock, and Satan's got to mock everything that's in the Bible. Placed within it were the Earth Charter, their Ten Commandments, and various items called the 
Tem Enos books and the Temenos Earth Masks. Temenos is a concept adopted by Carl Jung to devote a magic to denote a magic circle, a sacred space where special rules and energy supply. Some of the Temenos books were created within this magic circle by children who filled them with visual affirmations from Mother Earth, fashioned with earth elements, and Temenos earth masks were also worn and created by the children. <laughs> Is this unbelievable? This is what they had in their ark. Their blasphemous, cursed ark. In 1992, Marie Strong was the Secretary General of the historic United Nations Earth Conference in Rio. This gathering featured an international cast of powerful figures in the environmental movement, government, business, and entertainment. Marie Strong's wife, Hannah... Now, this is a multi-billionaire. His wife, Hannah, was involved in the non-governmental organization alternative meeting at the summit called Global Forum 1992. The Dalai Lama opened the meeting, according to author Gary Kaw, to ensure the success of the forum. Hannah Strong, who is Maurice Strong's wife, held a three-week vigil with Wisdom Keepers, which is a group of global transformalists, through round-the-clock, sacred fire, drumbeat, and meditation, this group helped to hold the energy pattern for the duration of the summit. This is a multi-billionaire's wife. She held a three-week stinking vigil where they, where they had round-the-clock, sacred fire, drumbeat, and meditation to help hold the energy pattern for the summit? Do you see how seriously these devils take their religion? Three-week vigil. <clears throat> this is stuff we should be praying and fasting about. I'm telling you. <clears throat> if nothing else, that God would preserve His remnant and use them mightily in the times to come. If nothing else, for that. And I'm not saying it's the only thing. But whatever God lays on your heart. <clears throat> Remember, the Bible says, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming on this earth. No, I think I'm just going to like walk around footloose and fancy free because just God's got to love. and You know, there's no scales or balances with Him. No, it's just He's all love. That's it. He just tipped the scale. My universalist pastor told me so, or, my, or, or Benny Hinn, or whatever. And you know what? Not to boot, I'm going to get rich too. If I sow into this ministry long enough, yeah, you sow in your 501c3 whore ministry, and you see what kind of fruit you're going to yield. Think about that. What if, you, what if you're putting your... your what if you're putting all your your money into some horse religion, into some horse organization that's yoked up with the government, and ultimately with the UN? How can that bear good fruit? <clears throat> We're going to talk about that more next week. Here's some more quotes. Mikhail Gorbachev again on PBS Charlie Rose Show, October 23, 1996. He says, Cosmos is my God. Nature is my God. End of quote. Here's a quote by Donna Steakin of Ungodly Rage, and she says, A post-Christian belief system is taking over. One that sees the earth as a living being mythologi mythologically, as Gaia, Mother Earth, with mankind as her, as her consciousness. Such worship, worship of the universe is properly called cosmolatry. I want to say cosmetology. But I'll, I'll refrain. I, I, I will try to 
digress. But it looks like cosmetology almost, but it's cosmolatry. <clears throat> Whenever I have anybody come up to me, if they ever tell me that they're a cosmetologist, like, a lady will come up and say, they're, well, you know, I'm a cosmetologist. I'll say, really? You're a Russian astronaut? And then I'll say, oh, no, I'm sorry, that's a cosmonaut. Now I know how rumors get started. Anyway, that's just a little joke I play on people. Sorry. A little levity in the midst of heaviness here. So anyway, inside the ark, this ark of hope that we're talking about, the earth charter is handwritten on papyrus paper. You know what I'm really surprised they didn't do? Because they probably couldn't do it. Why, why didn't they just carve them on stone tablets? That would have really been the ultimate mocking. It? But it's probably so big they would have had to fill it up and would have been too heavy to carry. Maybe they could have hired those gorillas that they used to magnet, get the magnetite thing in the UN building with. I don't know. So, it's handwritten on papyrus paper and ready for presentation to the United Nations. Now, this probably already took place as far as I know, but this is, a, this is from 92, this article, I think. The Ark, along with its Gaia, Ten Commandments, a new covenant to which every nation must adhere, each panel represents one of the five traditional elements of pagan worship. Water, fire, earth, air, and spirit. Each panel of it. It's truly pagan to the core. This is high-level witchcraft. According to the Ark of Hope website, the Ark's dimensions are 49 by 32 by 32. And it was crafted out of a single sycamore plank. The obvious meaning behind the Ark of Hope is to mock God's own Ten Commandments and the Ark of the Covenant. In this contest text, the choice of sycamore wood for the Ark of Hope's construction is a revealing one. The sycamore tree was sacred to most all the pagan religions in the Middle East during biblical times. And in Egypt especially, to the Egyptians, the sycamore was the healing tree. The tomb of Osiris was built in sycamore wood and shaded by sycamore trees. Burial in sycamore coffins was symbolic into the womb of the mother goddess. The deceased hoped to live in the sycamore tree. That's like animism, you know. They, it's crazy. In the Book of the Dead, there are examples of a letter the deceased would write to the goddess of the tree, containing a prayer so that she would provide water and air. The final version of the Earth Charter was issued by the Earth Charter Commission on March 2000. The Earth Charter was drafted in coordination with a hard law treaty that is that is designed to provide an integrated legal framework for all the environmental development and law policies. This hard treaty is called the International Covenant on Environmental Development and is being prepared by the Commission on Environmental Law at the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, a behemoth agency which oversees 700 plus government agencies worldwide. Think they're not taking this seriously? It is clear that the global transformationists are promoting the Earth Charter as the, quote, new scripture. Like the new Bible. At the presentation of the Ark and its new gospel contents, we, have, we can expect that it will be endorsed by the U United Nations. The halls of the United Nations have long been a haven for the New Age, One World Religion, spirituality. And we've already explored that. The United Nations even has their own in-house prophet, Shri Chinmoy. We, are, we talked about him, the guy with the cool name. 
This 70-year-old Indian mystic is the official spiritual advisor to the United Nations. Well, I'm sure he won't lead them down the wrong path. I mean, come on. For the past 23 years, he has offered prayer and meditation meetings for anyone to attend every Tuesday and Friday at the UN. I doubt it was for anyone. I doubt there were many bums staggering off the street into the UN meditation room. Sri Chamoy claims to have been Thomas Jefferson in a previous life. <laughs> I love it. These guys are never anybody insignificant in previous lives, ever. They're either Cleopatra, Queen of the Nile, or like Caesar. They're never anybody insignificant. Why? Because this is a lie from the pit of hell from Satan. And if you believe in reincarnation, you can just throw the Bible out. Because the Bible says, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. That's it. Okay? There's not appointed unto man twice to die to get it right the second time. Well, he didn't get saved this life, i got to do it right in the next life. Well, I was a bad guy this life, so I came back as a dung beetle. Or no, I was a good guy in the last life, so I came back as whatever. It's crazy. It's just a life in the pit of hell. But you have all these psychic programs saying, oh, this is Aunt Mildred, and I'm, I'm hanging around because I didn't die in the right way, and somebody made me mad, and now I can't go to the light until, uh, you know, this right is wronged. What a lie. Total lie. All those are familiar spirits that were familiar with that person when they lived here on earth, and they're here to deceive you and make you think that when you die, you can do whatever you want to do. And if you want to hang around on the planet and haunt people, that's up to you. That whole show called, uh, not Charm, but there's one show about that girl, and she goes around solving these mysteries. Medium or whatever, yeah, I don't know. That host, that's whole, all these shows on TV are based on that. They want you to believe that lie. So you think that when you die, there's no real repercussion, there's no real God, there's no real heaven or hell. Man, that makes me mad. The deception out there is just unbelievable. So, good old Shri claims to have been Thomas Jefferson in a former life. He also claims to be the spiritual brother of Jesus Christ. Yeah, this guy, again, there's no shortage of ego with these people. Chamoy's disciples claim he is one of a handful of fully enlightened beings on the planet. Some disciples go so far as to claim he is an avatar, or a living God. They meditate to a print of his face. And Next week here, I'm going to pass out the Prince of Shri, and we're going to all meditate and contemplate our navels and stuff. Anyway, perhaps the final resting place for the Ark of Hope will be the United Nations Holy of Holies, the UN Meditation Room. Perhaps that'll be the final resting place for this Ark of Hope. Wouldn't that be appropriate? You have the satanic six and a half ton altar to Lucifer. You have the Ark of Hope with its demonic Ten Commandments and those earth masks in there and all the other demonic writings on the wall. Seems reasonable to me. We have the UN Meditation Room, which is visited by hundreds of thousands of visitors a year. Of course, I don't think it is anymore. I think they've stopped that. Robert Mueller explains in his book, um, Genesis Shaping a Global Spirituality, he says, we have also a UN Meditation Room led by an Indian mystic. One could tell several moving stories of the spiritual transformations the UN has caused. To the point that this little speck on earth is becoming holy ground. The UN Meditation Room. Oh. To Sri Chamoy and Robert Mueller, world peace will ultimately depend on the divine and cosmic government. 
an alliance between all major religions and the UN. All major religions and the UN. Mueller has gone so far as to call the UN the, quote, body of Christ. How blasphemous can you possibly get? You talk about pushing the blasphemy envelope. Well, we're pushing it today. And I'm, the, and I'm not saying this, they're saying it. The UN, he says, the body of Christ. The United Nations, he says, will be the last word in human perfection. Sri Chamoy proclaims, it will stand as a pinnacle of divine enlightenment. The Earth Charter stresses that man is his own savior. <laughs> is this unbelievable? By saving Mother Earth, we will once again return to the idyllic Garden of Eden, Doug. I've been telling you this for years, Doug, but you just don't want to listen. Sorry, little tongue-in-cheek stuff there. But instead of worshipping the Creator, the New Age Aquarian conspirators wish to plunge us headlong into creation worship of the New World Order religion. And this verse is very appropriate. Romans 1, 22-25 says, Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of incorruptible God into the image made like unto corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their body between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. They worship and serve the creature more than the Creator? That's what they're doing. Worshipping good old devil mother Gaia. The Earth Charter building, uh, this is from an article by Stephen C. Rockefeller, so I'm sure we can trust the information here. Uh, this is about the Earth Charter. Uh, he says, this is a good time for interfaith dialogue between Christians. Jews and Muslims. Oh, it is. Thanks, thanks, Mr. Rockefeller. And members of other religious traditions as well. The Earth Charter can be used as a catalyst for exploring common ethical values in these exchanges. There's nothing common about the Earth Charter and what my Bible says. My Bible says to mark you and to come out from among you and to be separate from you. That's what my Bible says and that's what I'm going to do. And if necessary unto death, so be it. Because the Lord Jesus Christ will give all Bible-believing Christians that strength to do whatever they're called to do in that day and time. Common ethical values? There is no common ethical values between us and these people. None. So, draw the line in the sand now. Because if you don't do it now, you'll be forced to do it in the future. So you might as well do it now. If you do it now, you know what? And you get right with God now, God won't have to spank you as hard. But if you wait, and you really are a born-again Christian, you're going to have to go through way more than the person who's actually gotten this set in their heart and mind and gotten right with God. To whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And you, if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards, which is an illegitimate son. So if you're God's kid, he's going to spank you. This goes on to say, a year from now, the United Nations will convene the World Summit on Sustainable Development. And our government representatives should know that we want the United States to play a creative leadership role at this critical world meeting. Thousands of local regional and international organizations have now endorsed the Earth Charter. The most recent endorsement has come from the Parliament of World Religions. Parliament of World Religions. Which is going to essentially be giving us the whore of the one world religion. 
So that's my teaching, my light-hearted, whimsical teaching on this particular subject. I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you've given us. I pray, Lord God, that your truth would go forth wherever it is being preached worldwide with power, might, dominion, and majesty in the name of Jesus Christ. And that you would use it, Lord God, to save many people. That eyes, blind eyes would be opened, deaf ears would hear, Lord God, that you would give them hearts to receive. Lord God, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. I do pray, God, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed against thee in any way, shape, and form. And that, Lord God, you would give us the strength and the power to not continually commit sins against thee. That we would be right with you, Lord God. That we would be prepared for the times to come, Lord God. For your warnings are there in the scriptures. And what we've read today totally lines up with what the Word of God says is going to happen. It will be inevitable. But, Lord God, I do believe for your prepared remnant, Lord God, you can use them mightily for your glory, that through them, Lord God, you're going to lead many people to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord God, in regard to our enemies, I pray, Lord God, if it be possible, that their souls be saved. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you do know the beginning from the end. You know who's going to get saved and who's not. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, God, you save their souls. And I pray to God, your fear would be upon them and upon your remnant, upon the body of Christ, upon this sin-sick world. The, the fear of God would rule and reign here, not the fear of man and situations and things of this nature. And that you would educate people and empower them with knowledge and wisdom and understanding in regard to the day and times that we're moving into. I claim Psalm 64, Lord God, against our enemies. And as I've said before, Lord God, that their souls may be saved, but I also pray for your protective hand to be upon the remnant. Psalm 64 says, Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter, they commune of laying of snares privily. They say, Who shall see them? They search out iniquities, they accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away, and all men shall fear, and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord, and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray all these things. Amen.